Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders live Tuesday mornings, 11.30 a.m. with First Seder Bismedjish, firstseder.org. Wonderful program. Always like to catch the tail end of the learning. Peleyayit's here at the end. Um, so you should not catch the tail end. You should sign up for all the shiurim and uh, become a part of this wonderful organization and Bismedjish. A uh, special welcome to our Torah Anytime viewers and listeners who Bez Hashem be joining the Shir. Thank you to our sponsor, Abitzik Saflis, Bottom Line Marketing Group. This chus of the Tzadikim should be a chus for him, his family, and for all of the listeners and all of Klai Yisrael. So today we are going to talk about the Maral Tzintz, Rav Aryeleib Tzintz. Rav Tzintz was known as, in, in, in Europe, he was known as the Plutzker. He was a Rav in Plutzk, as we'll see, for a short, for a Tkufa. He was known as the Plutzker. And um, his yard site is Gimel Iyar, which was uh, just two weeks ago, 1833. So it was his 190th yard site um, a couple of weeks ago. Now it's this, the uh, Plutzker is a gadol that I've been wanting to do for a while because uh, my shver was from his mishpacha. And uh, as we'll see in the end of the year, the special schoolers in reprinting um, many of his svarim and my zeder of Chaim Kreisworth was involved in printing some of the svarim and my shver printed as well some of the svarim as a schus. So um, learning about the Plutzker was something that I've been waiting to do uh, for a while. Now we did mention him because he is from the Mishpacha Reb Yenison Eibeshitz. The Reb Reb Yenison, we mentioned him in that chair. His father's name was Reb Moshe Eibeshitz. Ben Harav Yehuda Leib. Reb Yehuda Leib was a brother with the Reb Reb Yenison Eibeshitz. There were three brothers. He was one of those brothers. And like Reb Arya Leib Tzintz writes in the Hakdama to his Sefer, Magen Ho'elef, Anoichi Neitzer Misharoshav, I am a branch of his, or offshoot of his roots. So even though Rav, uh, Rav Tzintz, Reb Arya Leib was born four years after Reb Yenis and Ibshitz was Nifter, however, he clearly felt himself as a Talmud of his great uncle. He brings from his, him and his Svarim many times. And the Bikiyim, they say, if you really under, you go through his Torah, you'll see that he held himself as a Talmud. His Derech Halimud was very much like his great uncle, the Rebbe Rebbe Yenis and Ibshitz. Now, we said in the Shia Rebbe Yenis and Ibshitz that their family name came from the city Ibshitz. Um, for some reason, uh, Rebbe Yaleib took on the name Tzintz. No one's really sure why. Tzintz was actually Rebbe Yenis and Ibshitz's um, mother's maiden name. His maternal grandfather, we mentioned them, was Ramosha Yitzchak Yudaleib. He was a Rav in a city called Holoshev. Um That's where the Shach was a Rav as well. And at the end of his life, he was in a city called Pinchev. Pinchev is about 80 kilometers northeast of Krakow. And um, his name was Sintz. And for some reason, Rabbi Yaleib, in those days, a lot of times, people took on different last names uh, for the draft and all different types of stuff. Um, even my shver's name, Kreisworth, Reb Chaim Kreisworth, that was actually his mother's maiden name. His name was Sherman, actually. Um, but because of the draft, they didn't take only sons, so people used to take on all different types of last names. So that was his, his uh, this was his family, Mishpachas, Ibishitz. Now, Pinchiv is one of the, consider, was one, considered one of the, uh, 
the great Kehilois in Poilin, and um, a lot of times the Vad Arba Haratzais, which we've mentioned over the years many times, the gov- Jewish governing body over the lands of Poilin and other areas used to come yearly to meet in Pinchov. So it was a very hush of a place. And that's where Rabar Yileb since was born um, in the year 1768, Tav Kuv um, we don't know much about his childhood, except what he writes in his preface to one of his svarim, and he sort of hints to um, a very hard childhood. Um, now, his first sefer, we'll see in a moment what I mean, his first sefer was called Yalas Chein Ayeles Ahuvim, based on a pasuk, Ayeles Ahuvim Yalas Chein, and it had two names to it, as we'll see throughout the year. But he writes in Akdam there the reason he called it Ahuvim, because Ahuvim stands for his name. The He stands for Hakatan. The Aleph is Aryeh, Ben Moshe. And the Yud he writes is his mother's name, Yehudis. So that's Ahuvim without a Vav. And he says also the Yud stands for his name, Yaakov, which he says, when I was sick, Bimei Yaldusi, I was sick as a child, they added on a name Yaakov, and I got better. Vim Shalai Lachtamba, he says, I actually don't use my name. It's interesting, he says, I don't use it to sign. It's not on his Svarim, it's not on his Matseva, but he says that was his name. So the Yud is Mirames and um, Yaakov as well. Now he says, that's Ahuvim, and Ayeles stands for Teiras Yaakov Aryeleib. He writes, and we said the Sefer has two names, Ayelis is Aleph Yud Lametov, and Ya'alas Chein is Yud Ayin Lametov. So he says if you interchange the Ayin and the Aleph, so Ya'alas are the same letters, which stands for the same thing, Teiras Yaakov Aryele. Now he continues over there in the preface, or earlier I should say in the preface, he writes that he says, When I was young, Yimea Shachras of Avoni, dark days surrounded me. So it sounds like something went wrong, wasn't uh, pretty, wasn't so good in his childhood. Acha shualti meis Hashem says I only wanted to learn, and Hashem saw my pain and my troubles, and He listened to me. and He made it that my I, I I broke through the barriers and boundaries with my chidushim that I was able to compose in Taira. And he says, I relied on Chazal telling us, Someone who wants to be pure, Hashem helps him. And Hashem was here to be my, my assistance to help me. To open the gates of light, Zutaira. So he is being miramas that he didn't have an easy life. All he did was wanted to learn, and Hashem helped him. There are those who try to say, who say that perhaps. And it seems that he became orphaned from his father at a young age. Um, when he wrote about the, the uh, name of the Sefer being, um, standing for his father's name, um, he didn't write Zechrein Levrach or anything, but by his mother he wrote Yehudis Tichya, that she shall live, which sounds like she was alive, as opposed to by his father he didn't write anything, so it's possible at that point he was no longer alive. This is the historian's um, assume such a thing. Now again, we don't know where he learned and what he learned in his Sefer Ayala Sahabim, which is a Sefer on Ksubis, Tafsamach Daladam and Aleph, he writes, Zel Amadzi B'Yeshiva V'Kak Pinchov. This I learned in Yeshiva in the city of Pinchov, where he grew up. Um, over there in that Sefer, Chav Daladam and Beis, he writes, Zek Shnosayim Yomim, it's been two years that I heard this, Mimayri Harav HaKharif, 
from my, my Rebbe, the sharp one, Rebbe Yitzchak Segel. And also in Yalas Chein, Simon Nunhei, also Aizalef, he also quotes this Rebbe Moiri, Rebbe Yitzchak Segel. So we don't know who he is, clearly, but it seems he learned in the Yeshiva in Pinchev, and his, he had a Rebbe there, Rebbe Yitzchak Segel. Now, in Shem HaGedolim HaChadosh, which is the a list of Gedolim, we know Shem HaGedolim from the Chida, but the Shem HaGedolim HaChadosh was an addition to the Chida for the Gedolim after the Chida lived. And he writes over there by the Sefer Yalas Chain from Rebar Yeleib, Asoa Goin Kiven Chai Shana, that he wrote it when he was about 18 years old. When he was 18 years old, he wrote the Sefer, unbelievable Sefer. Uh, but clearly it took him a few years till he finally printed the Sefer. took some time. In about the year Tav Kuf Memches, which would be 1788, so he's about 20 years old, he decided to head towards Moravia, towards Prague, seemingly to print his Sefer. However, on the way, now it's truly not on the way, um, on the way they say that he took a lot of detours in many cities throughout Poland, he, he, he wandered around, so to speak. So, you know, if like Pinchev is here and Prague is over here, it was a pretty direct shot, and yet we find him in a whole bunch of cities all around Poland. So you can't say, I mean, I assume that he wasn't going directly to Prague. We find him, he was in the city Plonsk. Plonsk is about 300 kilometers north of um, Pinchev. Totally not in the right direction to go from Pinchev to Prague. You go due, uh, due west. So he was north, and over there he was in a certain Gavir's house, and he learned with the son of the Baruch Tam, Rabbi Yosef Renkel. Rabbi Baruch Tumim was the Gondol Hadar, the Baruch Tam, and he learned with his son. He also got to know the Baruch Tam himself. I guess he would come to that city to visit his son or his mechutin. And in his chidushim, Rabbi Yaleim, in his chidushim, Pnei Arya and Rosh Hashanah, Chafei Amid Beis, he writes, Valpiza, according to this, Efshir Yashiv, we could answer, Mashehikshali Bialdusi, Hagoyin Meirein Rav Baruch Tumim. That when I was young, I was a child, Bialdusi, the Baruch Tam asked me this question, and now with the chidush that I'm telling you, we're able to answer this question. Um... Now, in Yalas Chein, again, he writes, um, Yoda Yedidi, you should know, my friend, he's writing a letter to someone, that it's been two years, Ba'avri Derech Kak Risa, that I passed through the city of Risa. Risa is also in Poland. And I had this discussion with the Rav there. Now, we doesn't say who the Rav is, but if you figure out the ages, they say it was the Goyen Reb Tzvi Hersh, who was the author of a sefer called Goin Svi on Bava and on Yavamis. So again, so we find him there in Risa. In his own sefer, Mayoni Achachman, Bava Metziah, Peivava Mebeiz, um, he writes, V'shamati mipi harava goin hamanoyach, Mareinu harav aryeleib kara, Shoyoav bezdin kak lesla, Bimechurfi biyoisi shama. He says that I heard this from the Rav, Rav aryeleib kara, who wrote a sefer called El Hamiluim. He was the Rav in the city Lesla. When I was young, I passed through there, I was there, and I heard it from him. So again, we could start plotting all the places where he claimed he was. Um, and he writes over there that when I was talking to him about this sugya, he wanted to tell me something. He says, well, he, speak, lo, he, speak, he didn't get a chance even to say it. That I told him what I think 
he's going to say what he what he's going to say. And as I knew, I understood what he wanted to say. And before he could give it, get it out, I already had uh, told him what he planned on saying. So after his wanderings, and I'm sure he was in through other cities in Poland, he finally made his way towards Moravia. He passed through the city of Nikolsburg, and he got a haskam and a sefer from a Mord Chabanet. And that haskam is dated Chaf Vav Teves um, Tov Kuf Nun Beis. So that's, uh, 17, um, that's 1792. And then he was on his way. He was in Kelin. Kelin, he got Askama from the Or Chodosh, Marin Rav Elazar, and that is dated Chaf Aleph Shvat. So it's Teves Shvat, Tav Kufnun Beis. And in that Haskama, the Archadosh says, Sha'avra'ala, He passed through and he came to me. And then finally he made it to Prague. He finally made it to Prague. Now, he made it to Prague. Again, this is Tav Kuf Nun Beis. Um, and the Naidabihuda was Nifter a year later. Tav Kuf Nun Gimel. Yesterday, Yud Zayin Iyar was the 230th yard site of the Naida Yehuda. So it was a year before the Naida Yehuda was Nifter. And in a Hespid that Rabari Leib since said a year later on the Naida Yehuda, he says, Zochisi lahakir hagain, I merited to get to know the Gain. Kvar haya bimeira, it was already in his bad days, meaning in his older days, Asher Tosh Koyche was already weak. Vim kozahetivimi, even though he was already weak, he still did ha- a good with me, in other words, he was gracious to me, Ulemani, and for me, he did something out of his norms, if I remember correctly in the Shira on the night of Behuda, we might have mentioned this, he says he already made a rule for himself, for many years, not to give a haskama unto new svarim, um, however, he went out of his gather, he made an exception for me, he um, made an exception for me, um, and gave me a Haskama. And this is what the Naidi Behuda in the Haskama writes. The Haskama is dated Aleph Rashkhaidish Ear Tuf Kuf Nun Beis. Asher Tanu He was here ready for a few months. So now if we figure this out, he was in Kelin in Shvat, and Ear was already a few months, so Adar uh, Nisan. Ear, he was already a few months here, seems he was over Pesach, as we'll see in a moment, in Prague. So the Naidibihud is writing that's come, and I spoke to him about many things. He says, I made a rule for myself. For a reason that only I know. Not to give a haskama a new svarim that didn't exist. In other words, let's say a, a sefer that existed and they're reprinting. I'll give askama, but not a new svarim. But I never meant to make a neder for this type of person. So avarti al ritzayni, I was over on my will. Last is ritzayni to do his will. Now remember, he was otav kufnun beis. He was all of um, 24 years old. 24 years old, and the Behuda was the God al Adar. He was Nifter a year later. And this is what he's writing. Adaita the High Gavra Rabba. He made an exception for him. Um, and in the Sefer Get Mikusher, which the Reb Tzintz wrote on, uh, on Gitin, as we'll see, Ois Reish Yadalad, he talks about the Naidu Behuda. He says, When I was there, Shekvar Hoya Goin Kalubabayis, the Naidu was already locked up in his house. And I ate by his table. Um, so he was, uh, you know, so it seems the Naidu Behuda actually took care of him. Now, what do I mean that he was there by the Pesach Seder? In Magin Ho'elef, Tafai and Gimel and Hilchas Pesach, 
And also in the Hakdama to Maril Tzintz's Haggadah Shal Pesach called Birchas Hashir, he talks about, there's a big sugya about when you eat horseradish as maror, are you supposed to eat it whole or are you supposed to grind it up? There's a famous Chiddush from the Nesivas that you're not Yoytze if you grind it up and it's not Hadam anymore, and it's a shahakal and you have to eat it whole. And it was a big tumul, and the, the, the halacha, the Mishabur brings down the tumul, the, the grass is the exact opposite. So he got involved in this, the Marot Sins, and um, he writes, V'nochan ligra ratamcha, you should grind it up. And this is how they were naig in the house of the Naid of Yehuda to grind it up and eat the mar ground up. So they assume that, how did he know that? Because like we said, he was there over Pesach. He probably had the Pesach Seder in the Naid of Yehuda's house. Now, in Ksubis Tafmem Heyamad Aleph, he writes, Zelamadi B'Yeshiva B'Kak Prague. This, I learned in the Yeshiva in Prague, Habira, the, uh, the capital city. Now, in the new editions of the of the Sefer, um, they write that the year Tuf Kufpei. But Tuf Kufpei doesn't make any sense because he was not in Prague then. As we'll see, he was in a suburb of Warsaw called Praga, but that's not Prague Habira. And this Sefer he printed then. So it can't be Tuf Kufpei. If you look in the original, it looks smudged. It looks like Tuf Kuf Aleph, which is 1741. He wasn't born yet. So it's the assumption is it's Tuf Kuf Nun Aleph, um, but he wasn't yet really in Prague yet till Tafkuf Nun Beis, so it's hard to know exactly what the exact year was, but he says, I learned in the yeshiva um, in Prague. Um, unless it's referring to that place in Warsaw, but be be very weird that he called it Prague Habira. Okay, in Tafkuf Nun Gimel, um, he printed his first sefer that we've been talking about till now called Yalas Chain Anksubis. And in the preface he writes, since there's so many different pieces to the Sefer, I decided to divide it into two Svarim. The Chidushim and the Blat and Gemara Shittaisvis I called Ayala Sahuvim, and the Kuntris of Psak, which he wrote in a way of like response of Chuvas, he calls Yalas Chain. Now, Rebel Yechayim Meisels in the Haskamata printing years later in Tafresh Memzayin in uh, 1887, he writes, Shamanu Gam Yodanu, we heard and we know that Ahuvim Hayu Vechavivim Larava Mechaber Yosim Shor Chibur of Haniflaim. That this Sefer was more beloved to the Mechaber more than all his other, um, uh, all of his other Sefer. Now, how old was he? In the Akdama, he writes, Kigam Umas to the age of Eitzah, which in Pirkei Ovis is the age of 50, Ad Mechza Lohigati. I didn't even reach half. So you see, he wasn't even 25 years old yet. Um, and according to the dates over there, Tafkuf Nun Beis, he was about 24 years old when he printed it. Um, most of its writing, as we said before, he already finished, it seems, when he was 18 years old. In that year, Taf Kuf Nun Gimel is when he went to Pressburg. Um, he wasn't the Rav in Pressburg, and he went to live in Pressburg. Um, so he's going all the way, like, across now. He was a big traveler. He's going all the way from Prague to Hungary to Pressburg. Um, in Chuvas Meshivas Nefesh, Simon Nun Hay, he writes, This Chuva is a Ksavyad I have handwritten here that I answered in Pressburg to my good friend, Reb Israel. Um, Reb Israel was a was a uh, was a uh, gvir and a tamachacham who actually helped him with his printing in Prague. But my point is, he was already writing chuvas while he was there in Pressburg, and he writes to him in that he says, "Now I'm working on my sefer on Hilchas Yayin Nesach, which is the sefer Yayin Hamasamach, which he never printed; it was printed later. But he writes that's what he was working on then, um, his sefer on Yayin Nesach.
Also over there in Shuvah Nunvav, he says, Sheila Zusha Alti be Pressburg, be Mechur Fasi, this Shaila Yas in Pressburg when I was young. And in Get Mikusher, by the names of Gershoim and Gershoin, with a mem or a nun, he writes, Uchmaisha Kasafti, Bechuva, Bekak Pressburg, Zeberach Yudzai and Shanim, like I wrote in a Chuva in Pressburg when uh, about 17 uh, years ago. So you see that in Pressburg he was in his 20s and he was writing Chuvas and Responsa already. Now at that time, Remord Chabanet from the Gadol Adar um, made a big, uh, made an Isser on certain types of tefillin that were not made out of one piece of hide. They would glue two pieces together or, 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 or sew them together. And it was a big issue. And he said, it's puzzle. Ramosha Mintz, who was the Avbezdin of, of, of Alta Ibn, Ibn Yashan, um, which is Buddha, he, um, from Budapest, he was Matarit. And he says the three Gedali Hadar agreed with him, the Hafla, um, Reb Tzvi Harsh from Berlin, and Ramishulam Igra, the Rav of Pressburg. Now, those were three G'dayli Hadar. But it seems that the Maril Tzins also, again, he was in his 20s, he also got involved in this, and he was always from the, he was also from the Matirim, and he wrote about it in his Chuvas, um, Arachayim Simon Beis. But the Baruch Tam, remember he knew the Baruch Tam from before, the Baruch Tam in his Chuvas, in Ateres Chachamim, Chuva Aleph, he also talks about it, but he writes, when he refers to the people who permitted it, he writes about the big G'daylem, Uvesaychan Hagayin Av Bezdin Plotsk, and amongst them is the Rav of Plotsk, Rabbi Yilev, Biyoyse Bikak Pressburg, when he was young in Pressburg, and he also, so he counts him with amongst the G'dayli Hadar of the Matirim. After some more travel around, he came to his city. It seems he, it seems he uh, traveled around uh, uh, Hungary a little bit. And eventually he came back to Poland. He came back to his hometown of Pinchev. Um, it seems they made him the Rav there, like as he said before, he said in Nakdama to Magenoelef, Pinchev er Mailati, Pinchev is the city I lived in, Umakam Heroasi, and it's a, a play on words. It's a, not the place that I was born, the place where I taught. When I sat on the uh, chair of Paskening, which sounds like that they made him the Rav of the city. After a short Kufa, when he was about 30 years old, he became the Rav of Plutsk. Plutsk is about 127 kilometers northeast of Warsaw. And it was a very Chashvah Rabbanis. It was a city that was come out 800 years old. Very old Chashvah city and became the Rav there. Immediately, when he got there, he made a yeshiva. Um, and Talmidim started to come to him. People uh, sent him lots of shilas and chuvas. And um, when he talks about his derech hapsak, how he paskined, in Magen Elef, he writes, I'm coming to Basilis Natsal. I'm going to make an admission here. He says that um, many times... I am lenient, neged rabbiseinu achreinim. I argue on our gedolim, and I'm lenient. And he says, I already, I, I, they've already said that an anav, someone who's humble, it doesn't mean that he has to be stringent everywhere. Humility and stringency do not necessarily go together. He says, Beis Hillel, who the halachas like them in most places, were considered the humble ones. That's why they put Beishamei before them. They're the humble ones, and that's why the halachas mostly like them, the Gemara says. And in fact, most of the times, they're the lenient ones. So you see, humility doesn't obligate a person to be stringent. And he says, a person is able to be stringent in his own things. But when it comes to other people's things, that you can't be stringent in. Not the rabbi, you should be lenient in that. And he said a remez. 
Chazal tell us the Gemara in Saita that hey, a Tamachacham has to have a Shminish Shebeshminis, which literally means an eighth of an eighth, one sixty-fourth of Gaiva. But he said Shminish Shebeshminis means eight times eight, which means sixty-four. What is sixty-four? Sixty-four is the gematria of Din. So he said, what it means to tell us is that in order to paskin a judgment properly, a person have a tamachacham has to have some type of gaiva. To be humble, he's always going to be machmer. But you have to have some type of courage, some type of shtaltz, to believe in yourself, to be able to obligate someone money, to be matter something, to be matter in aguna. You need that gaiva to be able to do it. So that's what Chazal meant. Shmini Shebeshminis means to be paskining a tamachacham, to do the equivalent of 64, which is din, you have to have that gaiva. Especially when it came to agunais, the ladies who, 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 who were stuck, they didn't know where their husbands were and things like that, he was very much kayach de'atera, to be working hard to be mad to them. Now there was a big tumult, we spoke about this somewhere, I don't remember which god it was, maybe the Chacham Tzvi, about marrying a meinekes, a meinekes, Chazal Asard, someone to marry a woman 20, within 24 months of her having a baby, meinekes Chaver, she's still nursing, and there's a whole shaila exactly in which case, is that an Amana only, what about a lady who, uh, who, who, who was a mezana, or she was single, or something like that, the Ramah, today's the Ramah's yard site, the Ramah was materit, and the question, it was a big tumult. I, I think there was a story, if I remember, we said in one of the shiurim, there was a big tumult with a certain rich fellow, I think, in Vienna, and there was some type of story with that. So, when it came to that, uh, to that psak, there's a sefer called Tiferes Lamaisha that brings from the Rebbe of Heschel of Krakow and the Kikoyan de Yoyna that if a, if a Rav Paskins Leheter, it's a Sakana for him. It's a Sakana. And they said the Shlah's son, who was known as the Vav Amudim, he once permitted such a thing, and he didn't live out the year. So, in Meshivas Nefesh, Rabbi Yaleb Tzintz, Chelek Bey, Simen Ches, he writes, this, and he had such a story there, he says, this, that the Tifer, you tell me, Tiferes Lamoisha says that it's a danger, he says, Misha Libay Naik Farmakein, only someone who doesn't have confidence says that. He says, why are you bringing a proof from a one Godel that died during the year? Who knows why he died? Maybe it was his time was up anyways. Why don't you bring a proof from all of the Gedalim who were lenient, and they lived a long time? Um, so he says, I'm not nispal from that. And then he says, you told me a lasha in a terminology, v'amachmer, someone who's stringent, tavay l'abracha, he should be blessed. Uval nefesh yachish And someone who's called a bal nefesh, a serious person, he should be very careful about this. He says, I never heard of such a thing. He says, a bal nefesh should be stringent when it comes, it's chav l'acherim, it's at the expense of someone else. He says, sometimes this lady who needs to get married, there's a good shidduch coming along, she's not going to find the good shidduch again. So you're going to be machmer at her expense? He says, it can't be. He says, we get mar- we do erisin, kedushin, even on Tishabav, because maybe someone, if you find the good shidduch, maybe somebody else will grab it away. He says, you can't do such a thing. B'makam shedas teira v'noyta lahakal, when the Das Taira tells you to be lenient, there's no greater mitzvah to make sad people happy. The king, uh, the Rabbinisham himself, is concerned about the pain of poor people, and therefore there's no greater mitzvah. You want to be stringent? That's your personal thing and your own things. So this was his 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 um, his mahalach. This is the way he acted when it comes to psak. Now it's a very interesting thing. In his tshuva simin tezayin, 
he has a shail about a certain chacham who who was mekabel himself to be makbid on not to eat chadash. Not to eat chadash from the new wheat, um, not to eat it till after Pesach, till the time of the Akrova Sa'imer, we call today being makbid on Yashon, and Klai um, Yisrael for generations was not makbid except a certain machmirim. So he was makbid, but at that time he did, almost didn't have what to eat at times. And his father saw that he was like hungry, and his, pained his father that his, his son didn't seem to bother him, this, excuse me, this was his chumrah. He wanted to do it, but his father was pained. And he wanted to know if, he's able, if he has to be matanedr because his father is protesting this, is a kibbutz aim, and so on and so forth. And he writes a whole tshuva about it. But at the end of the tshuva, he says a fascinating thing. He says, And I know, Sounds like the tshuva came, the Shiloh came from Lithuania. And he says, I know in their, in their places, they are very, they go with the, uh, the, the words of the Vilna Gaon Revelio, who's very machmer. He says, He says, But I love to justify Minog of Kla Yisrael. He says, I agree. There's no one like the Vilna Gain from days of old. The whole Torah, hidden Torah, revealed Torah, open on his table. But it's hard to make all of Kla Yisrael into people who are being over on an Isser Dei Raisa. I have a hard time doing that, even though the Vilna Gaon was so great. And then he says, the fact that the, this is a fascinating thing, the fact that the Vilna Gaon was so great doesn't mean we Paschal like him. Today's Lag Baimer, Reb Shimon Bar Yechai. Who is greater than Reb Shimon Bar Yechai? And he writes all things about Reb Shimon Bar Yechai, how great he was. He says, but in most places we don't Paschal like him. So you see, the greatness of a person does not decide that that's the halachas like him, and therefore that's why he says, I, 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 um, the, we don't paskin like the Vilna guy. This is what he says. Now, he was very medactic in halacha, and, and the same thing, he had a, a wonderful way of agada and drushes. His sefer, Megillus, his drushes and kemes hamincha. My grandfather, Reb Chaim Kreisworth, when he printed the Meloi HaOimer, which is on uh, Chumash and on uh, Megillus, he wrote a preface to it, and in it he wrote a whole long piece about people think that when it comes to Halacha, a person has to be exact, and medakti has to be careful. And when it comes to Drush and Agada, it's like a free-for-all, like the Wild West. Anyone could say what they want. He says, it's not like that. You need the same diktuk in Hashkafa and Halacha and Agada, and maybe even more than you need in Halacha. And he, he brings out this, this idea there, you can look it up in the printing that he put, a fascinating thing. But he says that's the Maral since he says he was such a Gain in Halakha, but that in, that, uh, in turn made him the great Gain he was in Agada and Ashkafa as well. Now his drushes uh, very often had to do with helping poor people. And in fact, in Kaimitz Hamincha Parshas Kairach, he says, he says, an Eitzah, if a person wants to have Hatzlacha with the Limur HaTayra for his own children, he says, if you have a rich person and he hires a Malamed and for his own son, you know what he should do? He should get a poor person's son and pay his tuition as well to learn together, that they should learn together, him and his, him and his, uh, his son and the... Um, Somebody's not muted.
Um, so, sorry about that. Um, so, so he says, get a poor person and pay his tuition um, along along with your son. And he says that's a skula. And he writes and he says. This is what Chazal say, You should be careful with poor people's children. What does it mean be careful with them? You should bring them along with your children to learn. Shemehem, between the two of them, your son and their son, Teitzei Teira, Teira will go out. If you do something for your friend's son, and there's a concept that you need it as well. We know if you dive in for someone else and you need it, you're answered first. So the same thing is, if you help someone else to learn Taira, your son will get Hatzlacha in Taira as well and they'll both be Tamid Chachamin. From his drushes, you see things that happened during his lifetime, like there's a drush in Arab Rosh Hashanah. He says there was a new law. They were taking the Jews, were being drafted to the army. He says it was a terrible, terrible gzeire he talked about. There's another drush in Bein Amitzarim. There was some type of terrible... A plague that was uh, going around that was striking young children with boils and stuff like that. We daven Hashem should make a miracle for us. is to send um, a uh, medicines and refuys. So you see from some of his drushes as well things that were going on at the time. He was there in Plutsk for 13 years and he was known from then on as the Plutsker. Um, and then, in about the year Tavkov Samiches, he was about 40 years old, he was a Rav in numerous cities, like, over a few years. One place called Chechenau, um, which is about 80 kilometers northeast of uh, Plutsk. Um, he was there for two years, and then a place called Makava, and then a place called uh, uh, Nashelsk, which is about 40 kilometers south of Chechenau, and then a place called Paltasik, which is about 25 kilometers northwest, all in the same uh, few hundred, uh, hundred kilometers, so to speak, region, bunch of cities he was the rough. And finally, here in the, the year Tafkof Ayin Aleph, he, um, Tafkof Ayin Aleph is 1811, um, he went to, um, he went to Warsaw. He went to live in Warsaw. Um, and that's when he printed his Sefer on Gitin Get Mikusha. As we said before, in the year Tafkofa in Bezi, became the Rav in a little uh, suburb of War- Warsaw called Praga. Um, again, so, you know, like I said before, it said Tafkof Pei, Prague, he, um, you know, could be it was in this place, but it doesn't sound like that because it was in Tafkofa in Bezi and not in Tafkof uh, Pei. Um, but after he was only there for a very short time and he went back and he lived in the uh, capital city in uh, Warsaw. Um, we don't know anything about his first wife. We don't even know her name. But in Warsaw, it seems his wife had passed away already, and he remarried someone named Tzivya, the Almana of Rav Naftali Krakover, who was a was a big uh, was a was a chash of a person in Warsaw. He's quoted in Chuvas Rebbe Kiveger, and he married her. Uh, um, he married his uh, Almana Tzivya, and she it seems uh, had a good business, and she was able to support him properly, and he was able. To, he opened the yeshiva, and he was able to just give himself totally over to um, the B'nai HaYeshiva. And even though they wanted to make him the Rav of many different cities, he said he's already decided that he's not becoming a Rav anymore. All he wants to do is to grow his yeshiva. The Rav of Warsaw at the time was the Chemda Shleimai. He also had a yeshiva, and the two of them were very much Bishalom, and they talked a lot in Halacha. From the Talmidim of that yeshiva, many great gedolim, the Chedushe Harim, was the Talmud of that yeshiva. And in fact, 
Chedushiarim, and the Tiferes Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov Gesundheit, who was also Rav in Warsaw later, um, the son of the Baruch Tam, Rabbi Yosef Frankel, who we knew from a diff from earlier, was also a Talmud. Many big Talmidim Gedolim were his Talmidim in Warsaw. At the age of 65, um, he sent in Tavkov Tzadi Gimel, he, le- he sent a letter to um, the Kotzker, Machamendel of Kotz, that he sees that there are these harsh dinim that are, are on him somehow. He was a big Makoval as well, the Maral Tzins, and he asked him, Davin for me. And when he was when he was nifter a short time after that, the Kutzker showed this letter to someone to say, "You see, he saw, he foresaw already what was coming, what was happening to him." And on Gimel Eir of Tav Kuf Tzadi Gimel eighteen thirty three, his Talmidim were around him, the Chedushi Arim, and Rebbe Bramlando from Chechenov was there, and they saw him moving his lips, and he was like whispering, and they leaned they leaned down to hear what he was saying. And it seems, again, there's different uh, versions of the story, but he was wondering if a guy says, someone who's in his death throes, is Chayev in Kriyashma and Tvila. And he so, wanted them to look in the Svarim to see if he's Chayev or not. So they read a Rambam in front of him, but uh, they basically came out and said they didn't ha- hold, he was holding yet at that stage of death of guy says. Um, now one of his Talmidim, Menachem Mendel, Radziner, said that um, a little bit before he was Nifter, he like looked up and he looked towards the bookcase, the Svarmschrank, and he says, Was will the Elter um, dort beim Svarmschrank? What is that old person uh, doing by the Svarmschrank, by the, uh, by, the, by the bookcase? And he looked around this Ramnacha uh, Mendel Ziner, and he's like, he didn't see anybody there. And then he heard the, the, the Marotzen say, No, what is the Chilik? What's the difference? Da learning, da learning. Well, we learn here and we learn there. So, like, what's the difference? If I'm here or there, we'll be learning in both places. He then asked, this is a famous thing, that they should bring him, uh, he had like a wood board, and he wrote on it, or he scratched into it exactly how it was used, that anyone who is going to uh, make an effort and help printing his svarim, he had a lot, he printed only a few svarim in his lifetime, the rest were still, uh, were still manuscripts, he will be a melitz for them in the Eilam HaMS, who will put it in, so to speak, help them, a good word for them in the Eilam HaMS, and, um, when his Talmud looked at him, like, how could you make such a, uh, declaration, so he said in Yiddish, HaSoycher Hengnish HaRais Kenshild, um, as a of He says a a, a a storekeeper doesn't hang out his uh, his sign that he's open unless he has something to sell. Meaning to say, I, I'm able to do it. I, I wouldn't give this haftacha if I didn't have what to sell. If I wasn't able to keep it, and they assume that this is what he wanted written on his matseva, and that's what is written on his matseva. They added in there that he'll be a melitz im chus. I don't know who decided to add that in. Um, but if he has a schus, I'll be a melitz for him. Doesn't seem from all the stories that, that he, he wrote those words, but that's what they wrote. I guess maybe there's an assumption. And after that, he was nifter. And this haftacha, that he'll be a melitz yosha for someone who prints his svarim, was a very, very chush of a thing in Poland. Again, he was nifter in, he was nifter in uh, 1833. So there's a hundred years till the Holocaust, Be'erech. Uh, and for those hundred years, there was this haftach was very chashev. And Shem Agdelam Hakadosh, he writes over there, "V'leinafu midvar varza." And everything came true. Kikain shamanu, kain reinu. We heard it and we saw. People had unbelievable miracles here in Warsaw. 
they were ready to just f- fall, meaning they had big tsaras of and because they helped printing the safer, Zachov and Israpov and Itzailu, they had refuas, they had they recovered and they were saved. Now in Poland there was some name Ramnaftali Zilberberg um, in Varsha. He actually his grandson was known as the Pittsburgher Rav. Pittsburgh Rav, I think in like the 50s or something, not the Pittsburgh Rebbe, but the Pittsburgh Rav, Rav Avram and Yamin Zilberberg, if you know the, uh, um, uh, the big Mashbi um, and uh, Yisrael, Rav Tzvi Meyer Zilberberg, this is his great-grandfather, was the Pittsburgh Rav, I think his great-grandfather, was the Pittsburgh Rav. So this is the Pittsburgh Rav's grandfather, worked, he was very involved, and he's the one who printed the Svarim and helped people print the Svarim. Um, you know, printing after printing. If you needed to print it, you went to him, he was the person. And he wrote a letter to Salman Eretz and he says, I believe that if you can't, you're not able to print it, you should at least learn one, you, if you promise to learn one of his farim from beginning to end, you'll have more nachas ruach to the tzaddik, it, it, more than if you just printed it. If you printed it, who says anyone's going to learn it? But if you learn it, you'll for sure give him an achas ruach, meaning to say, and you could get the skula as well. And that's why I started off the share by Zayder of Kreisworth, who was from his family as well, from the Ibishitz, uh, um, extended Ibishitz family, from a different sibling of Rabbi Rabbi was involved in the printing. And my shver, Zichrayin Levracha have he printed Mikzoya Batayra, everything on the shelf. Um, he reprinted it. Now there's a whole mechayin, the Zilberberg family, that same family, has a big mechayin in Eretz Yisrael that they're reprinting and redoing all the Svarim. And just to quickly say, the Svarim that he had, Yalachain, we mentioned on Ksubis, Magen Aleph, we mentioned on Elchus Pesach, Get Mekusher, we mentioned on Gitin, Berchus Asher on the Haggadah, there's Simchas Yontif on Mesech Tebeah, there's Chidushim that he had on Yeridea Bosor Bechal Tarubetz, Tiv Chalitza on Chalitza, Meloi Haimer, we mentioned on uh, on Chumash, Tiv Kedushin, Chidushim Aral, on, uh, he has Chidushim on Shechita, the Chuvis Meshivas Nefesh we mentioned, Shiari Mikaimitz Hamincha are certain drushes. Then there's Mayani Achachman I just mentioned above Metzia, Kaimitz Hamincha are other drushes. Mikzoya Betayra and Hilchas Halva, Chidushim Aral on Ribis. Yaina uh, Mesamach we mentioned before, Pnei Aryan certain Mesechtas, Chuvis Ayelah Sahavim Aksubis, many 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 different Svarim. And it seems like he said he only printed a few of them, so he wanted people to be mishtadel. This is the Maral Tzins, whose yard said, as we said, was t- uh, two weeks ago from yesterday, Gimel Iyar. The fact that we're learning about him, this is a kiyom to who he was as a person and to his taira. Hopefully we should be able to tap in as well to that skula, like, uh, like they said, it's not just the printing, but learning the svarim, learning his taira. Being, uh, being, understanding who the uh, this Gadol Rabbi Leib Tzintz was, it's together. Rabbi Yisrael Salman writes somewhere it's together. When you learn about Gedolim, it's together. Being Meshamish Tamidich Chachamim. So with this Shimush of the Tamuchacham, it should be as chutz for everyone and for Klai Yisrael. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Kol Tov.